0: <laughs>
1: ladies and gentlemen boys and girls it is friday night it is 5 p.m pacific standard time here in southern california pacific standard time 8 p.m eastern standard time your place for unfiltered experience with myself christopher roush and
2: scott oh yeah you nailed it you're two for 23 i like you it know what I,
1: you know what i did that time is i made sure that i felt like doing this so i did that yeah you did whatever the opposite was
2: <laughs> exactly That's, that's,
1: that's my, that's, that's my success for life, man. Is just like, do it opposite what I think is right. And then I'm okay.
2: Dude, I'll be honest with you. You know, when you look at things like businesses, relationships, almost like anything that, you know, we look at and we say, there's a fundamental strategy to that. I have to say, oftentimes doing the opposite of what's intuitive ends up working. I see this, I mean, teaching business, I see with my students all the time, like I should do this because everyone's doing it. And It's literally walk the other way and it works. And I can give you example after example after example. And even though I'm going through it, going it doesn't make sense. This way makes sense. It just does. Mm-hmm. So
1: that's how that's how I, that's how I wound up being successful, in spite of being around my mom for <laughs> so many years. Just like, okay, she does that, she's not happy. I gotta do the exact opposite, and then I'll figure it out.
2: There you go. Just walk the other way. Sometimes yeah. just walk the other way and do your thing, and you'll be just fine.
1: So. Exactly. But you got to trust your whisper, you got to trust your gut. Oh, uh, we got Randy in the house. He says, what's up, my friends? Hey, Good evening, Randy. Randy. Thank you so much for being here, brother. Spending your Friday night with us. Thank you guys all for being here. Whether you're watching live or on the replay, we appreciate you. And as always, go down and check out www. <sighs> <laughs> www.theunfilterexperience.com I can
2: talk Mm -hmm, mm I've
1: actually just got done writing for three hours I wrote over 3,000 words and so I'm just like I just literally got done went and took a quick shower and was like all right let's have this conversation tonight so I'm excited about it tonight how are you doing brother it's been it's I can't believe it's already been a week since we were already on here with Brendan
2: I know no it's really quick (laughs) like again life is fast you gotta enjoy the moments I mean we say it again again and again but on point and uh good week yeah good week um students are doing well It's always a gauge for me you know i mean i know you're the same way like if you're impacting other people's lives it feels good and then that kind of helps you and uh the students are doing a lot of good stuff and i see them seeing the light where adults don't always do that and when i see them collectively waking up i know we're going to be all right as a whole as humanity so um that's where i am how about you I'm good. Right, I'm good. Guys, i I was
1: gonna ask you a question since I've sat in on a couple of your classes and spoke to them. Have you seen a difference? Be I mean, I remember talking like when COVID first started happening and some of the what the kids were going through. Do you see that it's kind of improving for them for their for their mental health and their mental well being?
2: Yeah. So and I've said this and I'll show this real quick. So typically, if I have 36 kids in a class, one or two per semester pre 2020 would have a serious issue. You know, a family member sick, they're sick, someone passes in the family. So something that I'm playing, you know, therapist along in support is professor been about 50% plus, so I'm getting 18 to 20 that have a real thing going on, so what I did was, you know, what we all probably should be doing is I assumed this semester that we would have issues, like a kid couldn't come, you know, a kid had to go to Dallas because his family's sick or somebody's whatever or they've got COVID, and so I built the class so that they really don't have to be there and removed a ton of stress, and so what happens is they've got to do the work, but I made it, I framed it like it doesn't matter how I did it. It's easier for them and they're learning more because they don't feel the pressure. They just are doing it in different places and getting back to me. And I think we have to be super, you know, adjustable um, for the stu- for all of us. Like we've just got to realize everyone's struggling. And because of that setup for them, I feel like they're like, oh, that's a weight off my shoulders. And they're learning way more. In my yeah.
1: Oh, good. So. Yeah. I mean, to your point, I mean, that's one of the things that I've been hearing a lot lately is the fact that, especially for the younger generation is to be, to be that flexible, to be pivot, be able to pivot with them, provide them opportunities and not be all business and not all, okay, this is what you got to do. I mean, to be able to understand that they have been going through their own thing for the last couple of years and for management, especially with the great resignation and everything is to be more aware of the emotional health and well being for people. And I'm seeing that in some of the articles I'm reading as well, is that management and corporations are finally starting to see the fact that the younger generation wants that freedom. They want that ability to impact. They don't want to work a nine to five. And I have to sit here at my desk all day and I'm seeing that some companies are starting to wake up to that and, and provide that flexibility. So that's good. That's awesome. I'm glad to hear that Yeah, since I, I mean, know a lot of people have been struggling.
2: Yeah. And, and I see that too. I see that like in a lot of my friend groups, like C-level employee friends, um, where they're, they're, they're pissed off about a year ago saying no one wants to work and this and they're getting all mad. And then you keep asking them the question, like, well, what can you do now? Well, what can you do now? What can you do now? And you know, the F word is coming out the flexibility. But it takes time for them to do it. And then when they see they see profit and functionality with flexibility, they succumb to it. But I mean, think of this. If you built a you know multi-multi-million dollar empire on structure, and somebody says we're gonna take away that structure and just trust us, yeah, not even to put you know blame on them, it doesn't make sense to them. So when they see that we can still have flexibility, functionality, and profitability, it's a deep breath. They wanna listen, but I mean. You know, I'm sitting here right now just running a family and working with you and a few other people, and they've got, you know, multi, multi-million dollar organizations with thousands of employees. I, I hear their concerns, and, yeah. and I love watching the communication interaction, the growth that's coming from the friction. So mm-hmm. it's good.
0: Yeah. I mean,
1: everybody seems to be waking up and and trying to sharpen their own irons in in a sort of way. And that's one of the things we're going to be doing tonight. So ladies and gentlemen, if you're not prepared to take notes, please prepare to take notes because we got a great conversation coming up with you tonight. Uh, I'm going to introduce our guest here tonight. Uh, His name is Lee height. And I've had the pleasure of getting to know Lee probably for about the last year. We met on clubhouse through some mutual friends and have just been diving into conversations um, in different rooms that we've been in. And then ultimately starting uh, the men's group room that we've been doing now since the middle of, uh, or since the beginning of last June, um, uh, we did the 75 Heart uh, project together, and we've just gotten to know one another. And I just have to tell you, and Scott, you're going to see this immediately, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, the, the thing about what Scott and I do here on the Unfiltered Experience is really about setting a safe place that we can have candid and vulnerable conversations as men, as women, as what as wherever we're at in our journey, so that we can actually uh, parlay to that to you guys to to be able to use this in your life and to be able to actually understand that that vulnerability and being able to have those open conversations is where the healing and the growth really starts. Not suppressing it, repressing it and keeping it down and hoping, wishing and praying that someday you guys are going to be able to deal with it. Tonight we're going to have those candid conversations and, and hopefully open your eyes to a lot of different things that personally my eyes were closed to. And Scott, you and I have talked about this the spirituality, source connection, chakras and all the other stuff that I used to tag as my self-help fluffy bullshit has really been immensely positive in my life. And Lee and you yourself and so many others have been great in that aspect so love to welcome to the unfiltered experience mr lee height what's up lee welcome to the show brother hey Um,
0: everybody doing good and chris just froze up on okay there you're back
1: all right i'm back i'm i I freeze up every once in a while i do like this i do that i do like like that um but yeah no welcome to the show brother and uh, and uh, just really appreciate you being here. We've had so many different great conversations. And like I said in the intro, you know, one of the things I really uh, admire and appreciate about you, Lee, is that in those rooms and in the conversations just between you and I, the vulnerability factor of being aware of where you're at in your journey and the desire for what it is that you want to change is is remarkable. And, and really just I want to give you huge kudos on that when you think about your journey, just kind of kick off the the kick off the conversation tonight, one of the things that we've been asking a lot of our guests over the last couple of years, because obviously, COVID, you know, we're just talking about that, the different ramifications of that. What's that? had what's that what's that what's that had on our uh society and on ourselves what has it meant for you for the last couple of years in your own personal growth journey um to have this shift that's been happening in our world today
0: wow yeah covid covid (laughs) covid hit me right between the eyes and in the heart and everywhere else you know because it really it was like this message from the universe that said, hey, look, everybody, y'all need to turn inside and take a look and, you know, at yourselves and see what's going on. You know, everybody needs to take a step back, take a breath, time for a little self-examination and, you know, and reset a little bit. You know, because it's, it's, it's been devastating in a lot of ways for a lot of people. I mean, and we don't want to discount that at all. I mean, just just the pure, raw loss of life and, and the impact that it's had on everybody, in, you know, is just heart wrenching, no doubt about that. And for the rest of us, you know, we, we get to sit back and say, okay, and what is this? What does this mean for me? How do I get to look at that and, and look at myself? Uh, I, mean, I found myself. You know, because my ex-wife in California and I don't know if my kids are watching, they might be watching right now. I don't know. Hi, kids. <laughs> <laughs> they could be here. I don't know yet. Um, I found myself all of a sudden being a single dad because my ex-wife in California is, is an RN and she was working the floor in, in hospital mm-hmm. in, in you know North Los Angeles County. So she was pulling 80 hours a week you know, pulling pulling doubles, work days, you know, doing the best she could, you know, to keep people alive. Um, so I had, I, you know, I brought the kids out here. It was safer here in California, number one. Um, and it was online school and all that. So all of a sudden here I am doing the single dad thing in my little apartment here, working. you know, and that's what I got to do. It was like this whole big shift. Everything changed. And looking at that for my, in a year, and so I had them with me for about six months. Uh, Wow, was that long? I I didn't think it was that long, but that's crazy, yeah. Three, five, and six months. Um, And then they went back home, and, you know, and we were still doing the whole COVID now. And... Ultimately, I think a lot of us, you know, I'll speak for myself. For me, it was very much about looking inside and and doing, like I said, doing a reset and saying, okay, what's going on? What does this mean for me? How, where, where where's the opportunity in this? And then 10 months ago, you know, our, our mutual friend, Princeton rang me up on the phone and said, hey dude, you I got to come to this Clubhouse thing. And about two days later, he sent me the invite. And two days later, I accepted the invite, got into Clubhouse, and that's, you know, you know and he threw me up. I mean, we went into a room with, with Princeton and the resident. At that time, I mean, there was that morning room that he did almost. Brought me in there, introduced me, threw up, threw me up on the stage and said, go for it. And I rambled on for 10 or 15 minutes about whatever the topic was. I'm Lee. I'm out. See y'all later. Cause I was working, you know, I was at work. I pulled over in a parking lot a Starbucks Starbucks parking lot in my work van to do that. And, uh, was fine. It was great. It was fun. And it just kind of opened the door and everything, you know, everything from there has been, okay, So this is the universe telling me to re-engage in this whole, the whole spiritual part of my life, you know, you know, what, by, you know, what I went to school for and and, do, and doing all that. So it's been fun. It's been fun. You know, I've, I've been moving to the Rooms on Clubhouse, been doing the stuff with you guys, um, writing a book, working on that. And so it's it's been a blast to be here with you all. And, you know, we, we came in tonight to really kind of talk about connection. And, and that's, I think, much of what, this whole COVID thing has been about is reminding us that we are human beings and we're here on the planet together for a reason. Right. Right. We all, you know, we all got kind of cut off, physically cut off from each other. Of course, we've got the, you know, the blessings of the, the internet and, and, you know, all that, all that going on. And I think there's a, there's a part of it where we go, okay, that's all fine and dandy, but being in person, that's a whole different game. Oh yeah. Right. Because like, what was it? Three, three weeks ago or so, you know, I got together with a couple of our mutual friends. And we went and had, and, and Walt's wife came along, we had, we went out and had lunch. Right. And we have been talking online for, couple months, two three months. And so we knew each other, but then being in person takes it to a whole other, you know, all of a sudden you realize there's a whole other level of connection that goes on when we're a person, when we're face to face, when we are in the same space together. Sure. At the level of spirit, at the level of consciousness, we're all connected. We're all one. I mean, that, you know, consciousness is defined as intellect, imagination, and will. You know, throw those three together. We call that consciousness. So, and by the way, I want to give credit credit to the friend of mine gave me that definition this last Sunday. I was listening to her teacher teacher class Sunday morning. I was like, "Oh, that's great! I love that definition. It works well." Um, spirit, we talk about the universe source. I mean, it's all consciousness. It's consciousness. It's what connects us all. And at that level proximity matters there's to a certain extent proximity matters um what do you mean by that i mean there is there is a pull there at that at the level of consciousness at the level of energy that energetic level right we're all connected we we can we can feel that we sense that with each other and Yes, I mean, we talk about uh, remote healing and, med- and the impact of meditation on spaces. You know, we, we, I think it was last week or somewhere we were having, having a discussion about, uh, I think it was Maharishi Mahesh Yogi. Or, yeah. Uh, and then doing, doing the, the meditation thing. Mm-hmm. Crime, on the level of crime, crime reduction. Crime reduction, right? There is that. So, that, I mean, that proves out that, you know, consciousness has an impact. Right. So there's that that collective effect. And I think for a lot of us still, depending on our own level of growth and so on, proximity matters. Right. So when we're in space together, physically in the same space, we can feel that connection even deeper. Yeah, that's
2: why I have a question for you. Um, And and I think it might kind of just kind of put us in a good direction to um, talk about exactly where you're going, with the proximity and the individual work and then um, working in the collective one of the things that i've been seeing a lot of people do is one of two things they either dismiss the inner work and they just run out into the noise or they do the inner work but in doing the inner work it's it almost becomes a sense of narcissism by mistake because they're doing so much inner work with me 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 me. they forget how to use it so it almost be like me practicing basketball and going to the gym and shooting with no intention of ever understanding the dance of the actual game so Let's think about that and let's have a conversation about what do we need to do or to share with people so that they can simultaneously do the inner work. And you don't need to be a Buddhist monk, being very Maharashi, where you're trying to change crime from here. How do I do some of the inner work, bring that practice into the tribe and into the collective and still, I always say, extend the sense of self and still have empathy for all being seen and unseen. So, again, the question in the space of I'm doing some inner work, how can I simultaneously share the benefit from that um, in a healthy way? Because I think we all want that answer.
0: Yeah, we do. And it's, I mean, that's for me, from where I, I use it, in, a, it, yeah, of what use is the inner work for me if I'm not out in the world sharing it? if i'm not out in the world connecting right because for me the inner work is all about my ability to go out into the world and be connected and be at peace you know and have good relationships because i've worked on myself i've you know i've cleared all that up right because the world i live in is always going to reflect back to me who i am Right? So if I'm not happy, if I'm not happy with what I'm seeing, if I'm not happy with what I'm experiencing, all that begins and ends right here with my own with my own belief systems, because the world inevitably is going to reflect back to me, and this is from you know, you know the teacher Ernest Holmes, is the dominant tendency of my thought will always manifest itself in my world.
2: They're like, I always, I always find period I always, end the story. My big thing is I find one comment and I want to sit with it. Like every show I've been doing that lately. That's it right there. I mean, listen to that. Like whoever's listening to this later, hear that comment, the dominant thought that you've got out there is just going to just amplify like a mother. It's just going to continue. And we do it without intention. We're like, well, I don't have any money. Well, I don't have any money. Well, maybe I don't want another money or well, I can't get a job. I'm not going to And we just keep doing it and doing it and doing it. And then I'm like, why don't I have a job? Or why don't I have a relationship? Right. I mean, right. I'm hoping that people are listening now or in the future. Hear that loud and clear. Even if you think the focus is unintentional you think you're healing by focusing on it, healing is focusing on the I am in the healthy space, not right. the injured space. And, and talk about that because so many times people are going, why well, don't I have a boyfriend? Because people are crazy, or it's just whatever. Well, here's the deal. Why don't you just say I am worthy of a boyfriend, a beautiful human being, and allow that just just come into your life. It's word shift. Talk about that because there's so many people who are unintentionally amplifying the negative into their world, and they don't need to be doing that. Yeah. No, and it's absolutely
0: right. I mean, they're. they're to, there isn't it. There is. There is a degree that we need to kind of look at those things. We look at. We look and say, okay, what? What are the ideas? What are the concepts? What are the beliefs I'm holding on to that are driving this? The driving the things I don't want. I look at that. Right. I right. look at that just long enough to do the forgiveness. Do the forgiveness work. I need. Yeah. I see you smiling. There's Chloe there in the background. <laughs> yeah. Um, a little you, dancing kitty cat. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I look at those. Neg- I look at those things. Those challenges, of, you know, the, to do with the forgiveness, to do the letting go, to do the clearing, and long enough to say, okay. So if if I'm saying I'm not good enough, then it's saying like, then, then the opposite of that is saying, okay, I'm worthwhile. Right, I am deserving of, of every good thing that the universe can provide for me. That'll that'll the universe will present for me and my eyes are open enough to say, you know what? At every turn of my day, I expect the universe to greet me with love and light and life and peace and power and beauty and joy and all of these good things because I am good enough. Yeah. Amen. Because I am just because I am here because, you know, I chose to, incarnate right into this world, you know, I'm in this point in place for a reason, we are all here on purpose. We are all, I believe we're all here on divine appointment and there are no accidents.
2: So Lee, here's your new name, all our new name. You're yeah. the artist formerly known as God taking your palette and creating this beautiful world. Right, there and there we go. Don't give him an ego. Been reading
0: my, <laughs> been reading my posts,
2: yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was so, just thinking of Prince, and I was just trying to twist it over and make it catchy. Somebody was just trying, I
0: think
1: Jock was trying to do that to me too. He's like, Oh, you should call yourself like the the guy formerly known as the No Excuses coach or something like that. And I was like, What? That's crazy you mentioned that, Scott. Just want to capture a couple of the people that are here tonight. We got Mary Kay in the house. What's up, beautiful? She says, Hello out there. Hugs to you both, all three of us, right? Mary Kay, come on, Chris. don't leave anybody out got okay. robert in the yep. house this is good evenings christopher scott randy jacqueline mary Kay, dark what is that dark and me and me dark hi King, me King, yeah. uh robert's been consuming uh helium tonight uh mary Kay says hello hello oh, we awesome. got jacqueline <laughs> in the house she says hello all you misfits life proud hey, to be hey, one hey. of the crew i am just a soul whose intentions are so good. good oh lord please don't oh, let lord, me be misunderstood. Don't be misunderstood she's mm-hmm. quoting she's, she's quoting the bible right there well the, the, the musical bible i don't want to piss anybody yeah, out the
2: musical bible <laughs>
1: Uh, Mary Kay is throwing us her blue hearts. Uh, I got Teresa from Georgia. What's up? She says, Hello, guys. Happy Friday from Georgia. Hello, hey. Teresa. Thank you for spending your time with us. Appreciate it. We got Monica in the house. She says, Devastating for sure. Absolutely uh we got thomas niece in the house fritz brother he says hey guys it's great to be alive yes absolutely every single day without uh without fail it's great to be alive mary Kay says i am grateful that the universe has connected all of us absolutely i think it is divine timing i think it is by appointment so i agree with you definitely Lee. mark gassard in the house from another part of georgia he says greetings oh canada robert broker um uh, Mary Kay says, let's see. Mark says Mary Kay, now that's a cool name, cosmetically speaking. We got love. We got all just love going around here in, in the in the house. Um, Mark says, service to others is the rent you pay for your room here on Earth. Yes, yes, yes. Amen. And uh Monica says here, the uh, yes, the inner work equips us, raises our vibrations, so we show up in the world as our most authentic selves, positively affecting the collective
2: boom 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 that's the end of the, show.
1: the, end of the show right there that's thank it. you monica um so thank you guys all for being here whether you're live on the replay of course ask us questions we appreciate the engagement most definitely so lee when um obviously i've known you for for a long time now i think um when you think about your journey because i want to people to have a, a form of perspective talk to us about the journey because you weren't always as enlightened as you are now talk to us about that process of of, of becoming awoken to the different aspects of spirituality and connected connected connectedness to source i can't talk today
0: <laughs> um yeah i mean i i mean my journey my spiritual journey started when i was in high school essentially um and i i walked into the church religious science in redondo beach california in
1: 1975. God, i was only three just
0: kidding. Um, so i was kidding i was only three you were yeah right um, i was six but that's that's kind of when it started, and, and so I got involved in the youth group there. I, you know, I ended up being in leadership. It's like leadership has always been like part of part of my life. Everywhere I go, whatever group I end up being involved in, I end up I end up in a leadership position. Um, it's just what I do. And in, I graduated high school, college. I tried a semester of college. It just didn't go well for me. I really didn't, I, I felt like I was spinning around my wheels. I did, really didn't know what I wanted to do. Um, it, coming out of high school, I had thought of, I had thoughts of being a minister. Um, wow. I, I was involved in the youth group and, and leadership. And, I mean, the philosophy really spoke to me. Um, but I went off and did my own thing. You know, I, I rebelled. <laughs> a few years you know, later, four years. About four or five years later, I ended up um, living in living in the back of my El Camino and working as a lifeguard in Marina del Rey, California. Chris nice. and I were there. Yeah, Marina City Club um, was was working as a lifeguard there. My dad tracked me down. They, my dad and mom and my brother had moved to Seattle. And my dad came down on a business trip and came and tracked me down. I'm not sure how he found me. Um, GPS before GPS dude oh yeah that's right huh <laughs> yeah talking about, about 1983 um and he came and found me said hey whatever happened go to the ministerial school he brought the brought the course catalog with him put it in my hand and said if you're if you want to do this you know said I promised you that I would pay your tuition and I still will but you've got to make the commitment to and so at the end of the summer, I packed my stuff up and uh, took off, went to ministerial school, um, went and did that, graduated in 89, spent oh, the next 9, 10 years in doing that full time in, um, in Idaho, here in Arizona, then back to Seal Beach, California, and was, uh, was on the rise it was doing really well you know kept they kept handing me things to do you know beyond just being a senior minister um and i burned out i, I never learned how to say yes i had horrible boundaries and I became worse. never learned how to say no never learned how to say no no and i was good at what i did and you know what happens in, in the corporate world whether it's prof, whether it's for-profit or nonprofit. you know the corporate world will throw things at people that get stuff done Oh, yeah. I burned out big, you know, fell back, fell into some horrible, um, addictive tendencies, uh, that just dragged me down. And, and I crashed, burned, blew up my first marriage, um, walked away from ministry, went into some other things, and, and spent the next several years just really working on my own healing process. Um you know, interestingly enough, the universe brought took put me in, with all my tools and you know and, and, and spiritual awareness, the universe put me in, in in a job as a chimney sweep. And what a metaphor for what I was working on. Really cleaning out the junk. Cleaning out the crap. Man, just cleaning out, I mean, spending some time in the dark, cleaning out the crap that's i mean that's a that's a lot of solo work working as a chimney sweep is a lot of work by yourself and you spend a lot of time by yourself doing that um so there's a lot of time to think
2: so so you've you've done a lot of the inner work you've you've spent time sharing with others you've looked at different ways that people dive deep and oh my goodness there's so many right now i mean everyone seems to be i don't know if it's competition or everyone seems to think that they're the enlightened one who wants to share what they see. But I'll ask you a question that, I mean, is a really hard question and it's much simpler than my last one, less words. What do you think of religion? And do you think it actually serves humanity in a good way in bringing us together?
0: Ooh. I think, I think religion, I think religion held in a con- uh, responsibly for me, religion responsibly handled is a great thing.
2: What about for the masses right now, where we're at in this point in our collective right mm-hmm. now, is religion helping or hurting us to collectively awaken to, and be more united and more aware? To the degree that
0: to, to, to the degree that a religion holds itself as the one and only way? No. <laughs> to the degree that that religion is held in a, is held lightly. As a way, not the one and only way, but maybe the way for me. And where I hold and respect other faiths and say, you know what, if that's working for you, great. I used to stand up on Sunday morning when I was working full time and say, I am so thrilled that you are here and if at some point this is not serving you this place is not serving you this teaching is not serving you i hope you find a place that it that does
2: so how do we because you know you said something beautiful and i think that most people who have animosity towards religion it's the exact point that you just made and when i say most I'm, i'm being very anecdotal in my own experience but i will say this when i hear people make comments against religion it's they're trying to make me, they're trying to make, or they're pushing this on me. So how can we, you know, cause I mean, listen, my wife is, you know, she grew up Jewish. So, you know, you're hearing the chosen one or, you know, through Christ, you can only come through me to go to the father. So we're hearing these religions saying one way, you know, my way or the highway. Um, I'm going to give you, it almost sounds like the start of a joke. My coaching <laughs> group right now, I have a Christian, a Muslim, and a Jew in there. It's like, we should just all walk into a bar and see what exactly. comes up. Right. But if you could see this group, The funniest thing I'm starting to find out is the people who do best with the coaching, and I would have never guessed this, are the people who are most deeply tied to a religion. So they have a pathway. They're trying to make sense of it. It's happening more and more. So if I can see that on an individual level and they can look at me and I have none of the beliefs that they have, and we find tons of love and growth together to look inside and share our gifts with the outside, how can we collectively get others, You know, not force anybody, what do we need to do as individuals to break away from my way or the highway? Like, what do we, what can we tell people? What can we do? What can we show? How do we share our light to be that? Because I think we want that. I want to hear your differences. I want to respect them and get excited. I just don't want them to be rammed down my throat. And when right. I say you, I mean anybody.
0: Yeah, no, and, that, and that's exactly it, Scott. I mean, it's, we have the, the best the best thing I think we can do is to live our own. Right. And we live our own to the, and we live our own as, you know, living love, living light, being open, loving, accepting, expressing ourselves in a loving and open and accepting way. You know, it's like, it's like the old thing where we talked, where, you know, we talked about, you know, agreeing to disagree. If I hold, if I hold myself as being as being willing to agree to disagree and to have an open, honest and candid conversation, I will attract people who will do the same. And if I model it and I live it, that's the best I can do. Right. And if somebody comes at me from from another angle. Just not resist and just turn and say, "Okay, no, you're not going to get me. No, you're not going to get me. It's that Aikido thing, right, where I use take that energy and let it pass by me. Right. I use their I use their energy to just kind of distract, deflect, move aside. You know, it's you know, I'm not I'm not going to engage if they're looking for a fight. I'm not going to engage. Not going to. I engage.
2: love I, I love the second nugget you just gave us saying that, uh, you know, your energy of not putting that out there will attract that energy. That's another good point to sit with, because, you know, when you go on social media and you might have a feeling, you're going to find more of that feeling whether it's through algorithms or through your own energy it's going to come to you so you know one of the things that i did and i was saying to, to chris and it was hard to do it is unfollow or block a few people or get rid of certain friends who are constantly <laughs> bringing that noise so that i could get into a different energy space because i think i think eventually you attach to those things and they're going to keep showing up and it's hard you know because like you know you want to address the triggers and learn and heal from but simultaneously there's certain aspects from people that I just am not willing to listen to. What What do you think about that? Because
0: yeah, I mean, we we could, we all we all have that option, right? We all have yep. that choice. And, and I mean, I I I seem to. I mean, I've started attracting a few of those, and I just kind of let them go. You know, I just kind of go unfollow. You know, disc block whatever. You know, I'm just not going to engage it. Yeah. I don't have time for it. I don't, to, I don't have to. I don't have time for it. I don't have to put up with it. I'm a choice.
2: Right. Toleration, Yeah, I agree. We're, we're all
0: a choice in about who. I mean, when they're ready, they come back around. They want to they want to engage at a, at a different level. I'm ready to do that. But right now it's like, no, not going to do it. Mm-hmm
1: i love that so when lee when you think about when you think about your journey and you talked about cleaning out the, the chimney and cleaning out the dark stuff what part of of identifying and really dealing with any guilt or shame uh, that you had in your past what process did you go through in trying to really uh uncover that and deal with that because i know a lot of people now it seems like people are really what i'm finding now is you know before we were talking a lot about empathy and forgiveness but now i'm finding that one of the the key triggers that people are dealing with is is buried guilt you know, did you experience any of that in your in your journey and how yeah, the process? I,
0: yeah, there, there's a lot of it. I mean, and it's it's not over, dude. It's not over. It's I just, never over. I, I just went through. I just went through. You know, I went through just a, a three month really rough three month patch. You know, where I, I found myself in, involved in a relationship that that was ex- extremely unhealthy. You know, yeah, and with with somebody who is also who was also very conscious. You know, and it's like. <laughs> you you either thought we knew better to be to be quite honest both was yeah. very intelligent very you know but it, it wasn't that and it's fine and we're still friends and we still you know love and care and support each other just not at that level right, right. and it took a while it took a while to kind of we kind of you know you know Distanced, and that you know, now we're just kind of best. Okay, we're friends, and this is okay, and we can we can care about and support each other. Boundaries. It was that brought up that brought up a whole a whole deeper wave of stuff for me to look at in terms of my own recovery process and and how I how I am in relationships, who I am in relationships, and what that's all about for me, and so.
2: Dinner time, let's get we got to go, guys. Dinner time, let's do it. That's my mom, my I hear mom. I
0: heard the bell. I hear
2: the bell. God dog. I'm in.
0: Yeah. <laughs> mom, yeah, who didn't want a smartphone. Um, so but yeah, the shame, guilt, angst, you know, forgiveness of self, all that stuff, man. And it just was a whole, it was a whole deeper level that I had to go through. And now that I'm on the, you know, the other not, or I shouldn't say the other side, yeah, other side to, to a degree. There's still more work to do. And, and Chris, you've heard me say this before. Until we turn pink and ascend, right? There's still work to be done. Always, right? Where as long as we're here on the planet, there's still work to be done. So, so hurry. Per se, but day by day, moment by moment, as stuff arises for me to look at, as stuff arises for me to address, you know, in that same process. Okay, this is these are the beliefs that have held me back. How do I move through them? You know, do I need to forgive? Do I need to let go? Do I do I you know what do I need to learn from this? And what is the spiritual truth on the other side of that? So Mm. from fear to love right? We talk about fear and love, right? So we've got that choice. you have got um, uh, doubt and faith. You know, I talk about, you know, these, these aspects of consciousness or these, these aspects of God, these are the ones that I hold, that I hold, right? Love, light, life, peace, power, beauty, joy, health, prosperity. These are the things, right? And look at all those and say, these are the qualities of God that I want to embrace. These are the qualities of spirit of life that I want to embrace, right? I want to get, I want to embrace to whatever extent I can, right? And allow that to grow. And I allow it, and the way I allow that to grow is to give attention to these things, not so much to the negative side, to the downside, to you know, those things that draw me back, but these qualities are the things that lift me up. So when I look at, you know, my past and the things that I'm not happy with about that I have done, right? When I look back at those and I start beating myself up about them, I start, you know, worrying about and fretting about them, right? Those things, what are those things that wake me up in the middle of the night and the gerbils grab a hold of in my brain and they start chewing on them, right? Right. What are those things in my head? Those are the things that I want to let go of, right? So those things are like, it's like a bag of rocks tied to a piece of rope wrapped around my waist that's holding me back as I'm trying to go uphill. So what are those rocks? What are those rocks in the bag? What are those those things in my history that are holding me back? Those things I go, man, I wish I hadn't done that. Or well, wow, you know, dad did this, or mom did this, or my friends in high school did this, or I was picked on in middle school. Um, you know, they called me names when, when thus and such happened, right? What are all those things? I need to just dump them. I need to open the bag, look at them and say, are you serving me? No,
2: then you're out. So, so you just said something else, all right, that I, I want to go after right now because it was beautiful and I want to make sure people don't miss the, the gold nuggets. Yeah. One of the things that I have a real serious issue with religion is the lack of heaven on earth and I just have to accept that I'm a sinner and I'm a faulty being and I'm going to go somewhere because I said I'm sorry. And so you just said the inverse of that and I want people to listen to it. You were talking about saying God qualities I want to take them into me, which just means I'm hearing your perspective. You recognize your perspective point of source, your fractal of God, your fractal of creator. So you're just breaking, you're just clearing the lenses to see that and bring that in. So why are more people or how do we get people to get excited about the concept of heaven on earth? Because here's the deal. The only difference between us and source is re- recalling it's we're remembering. So when you recognize I would like to have more integrity, you don't have to sit here and pray. Just download the shit. I mean, like literally, like right now, I've been doing this, like and, and Chris is noticed I've disappeared for a while. What I'm doing is I'm going downloading exactly what you're saying, like a madman, and then I'm putting it into practice with real humans. I go places, I touch people, I hug people, I connect with people, I listen to people with my new skill set that's more creator focused. So what do we need to do, or is it possible to get people who are thinking this world is some training ground for heaven instead of saying I bring that space to me, or is is there a way to do that?
1: Yes, love that.
2: Thank you very much,
0: So here's here's what we do because last Friday I was I was listening as I was driving down out of the mountains last Friday, dude, um, and. I'm sitting there going, yes, 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 yes. But I couldn't talk because it was. It kept cutting in and out. Anyway, um, we make it harder than it needs to be, Scott. I can't We really really, 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 really do. And you are absolutely right. And I say this all the time. I mean, whether we talk about it as, as you know, from a certain point, yeah, it's absolutely cl- cleaning the window, cleaning the windshield, getting all that Negative limiting stuff out of the way and just saying, you know what? God is, spirit is, sources, is, pick your pronoun, right? Is okay. love, light, life, peace, power, beauty, joy, harmony, health, wholeness, uh, peace. Heart, what name it? Name the good stuff, right? Anything that is life-giving, life-affirming, life-expanding, that is it. For me, and for me, it begins and, and, and ends with love, love as the givingness of as the creative process through us. Boom. That's it. Begin and end. Start with that as fundamental source. We connect with that. We say, yes, because this is, because God is, spirit is, source is, and that is all there is, beginning and end. I am one with that. Therefore, I am that. And it expresses through me right here, right now, in this moment, to the degree that I can embrace it, accept it, and, and allow it to express through me.
2: I, and, 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 I think, and, I, and I and as I heard, you just actually gave a great way for people, I think, to do it. People have a big problem when we, like, if you're somebody who is very religious and for me to say, I am a fractal of God or like, oh, you send you God? It's like, Stop. What you just said is actually simple—a simpler way to get there. Tell me what God is, and you would say love, light, empathy. Okay, now this, then don't say you're God. Mm-hmm. I am empathy. I am love. I am unconditional forgiveness. Whatever it is, just say that and program your subconscious mind with that. That's the lens remover. There's your clarity. Heaven on earth. Here's the and here's the here's the thing, right? So.
0: You can eat, and I'm going to get. There's a formula, and I talked about this because I spoke a couple Sundays back, two, three Sundays back in church, and I gave them this formula, right? It says, "God is, I am, I have, thanks, by now," right? Say that again. God is, or it is. Say it is. I am because because it is. I am. Because it is, an I am, I have, right. Thank you, because we always have to express where we it. and then we let it go. We say, "Okay, bye now," or, or as as our friend Mary Kay likes to say, or, or I said, I think that during that same talk, just hit send on the email, right? So we're sending the email out to the university. Just hit send, right? So because God is love, I am love. I I express love, and I'm. That grateful for the love in my life. It's done. Sold. Easy. I'm in. And so that's. What, sign up? And the, here's here's the little secret
2: about the secret, right?
0: That formula has been around for over 100
2: years. Forever. Yeah. Probably longer than that. I mean, like in different, in different, you know, in different, in different linguistics. I'm sure I, it went from Arabic to Greek to, you know, modern speak. But back
0: to, yeah. Aramaic. Back to Aramaic. I mean, if you look at the. Aramaic, I mean. Yeah. yeah not Arabic. Yeah you look at the Lord's Prayer from a certain perspective, you can kind of structure it's all in there in one one piece or another. And that was all based on, you know, Judaism and Judaism has its roots way back. I've done all that. Anyway, none of that truly matters at this point. What matters is what's what's happening right here, right now in front of us. Right.
1: The best thing. That's the best thing.
0: We can can do all the historical stuff. Yeah, go ahead.
1: You know, I just want to make sure I capture some of these comments as, uh, as we take a break here, you have a drink. Um, let's see. Uh, Jacqueline says here, life played me for years. I got sick of playing and fought back. Absolutely. Mary Kay says, beautiful answer about religion. Lee. Absolutely. Uh, Monica says in simple forms, be love. Absolutely. Got our boy Jacques in the house. I had a great conversation with him earlier. He was on our show recently. What's up boys. He says, he says, you're all amazing souls. Love you guys. Um, and let's see what else we got. Uh, Monica says here, what we resist persist. And that kind of goes along with what we were talking about before is like right, where's it yes. where where energy goes, where focus goes, energy flows. And right. I think that's I think that's a that's a key uh key indicator as well of what we want. Um uh, Mary Kay says here the universe has the best AI and algorithms. Absolutely. We were talking about uh, divine timing and connection. Uh Jacques here says, love. Love in life is firsthand and for love in life is first, first and foremost, self-love, love love for one another will open your entire being to endless possibilities. Yes, yes, yes. And if you guys didn't see the conversation with Jacques, you need to go back and watch that because that statement was not something he would have said back in the old days. Let's just say that, right? Uh, Monica says here, uh, polarities always exist. We get to choose. Absolutely. And I showed this before, but Mary Kay was uh, initiating a mic drop on what was being shared here before. So thank you, Mary Kay. Uh, Jacques goes on to say, "Life is simple. Connect, love, and communicate. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, we make life more difficult than it needs to be. We've uh, we've cleared that up. That's uh, that's so so true." Um, Jacqueline says here, "Priorities, man. We get to choose what we want, accept or what we to let go. We are the captain of our sh- we are the captain of our ship. No one else is. We get to pick and choose what we want out of life." Absolutely, Jacqueline. Thank you so much for being here and sharing that. Um, Mary Kay says, yes, I just press send. Yes, just press send. So in thinking about this conversation, Lee and you kind of mentioned it before, you know, in our journeys and our paths, a lot of what sometimes can actually screw us up is that we, we get to that moment where we want that clarity and we kind of want to see what's on the other side of the things that we've been carrying along with us, but then addictions come into play that short-term gratification, that serotonin dopamine release or whatever it is was we get to do. Talk to us about that because I know you've been very public in, in some of the challenges you had. When we get to that spot, what can you recommend for people to be able to sh- shift their focus on wanting that short-term gratification versus doing that long-term work to better themselves
0: overall? Amazing question. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a powerful question. I mean, and, you know, I'm sure that, you know, well, we all deal with addiction to one degree or another. Mm-hmm. Every last one of us. It's just a matter. The, the difference is over it. Absolutely. And I've been public about that. And I only got the courage to be public about it in the last six months. Really?
1: Really seven, wow.
0: Seven, seven months, yeah. Yeah, let's see. January, March, April, I think it was May. I think it was May. In May, I was in a room, I was in a clubhouse room and on addiction. And it was questioning, it was questioning addiction. And I came out. I was like, because I was just so frustrated that they were questioning whether, whether or not, you know, anyway. So, yeah, so that's what happened. And it's like, okay, well, now it's out there. So here we go. Um, And that's part of recovery. Part of recovery is being willing to come out and be public so that maybe somebody else, you know, who needs help can, can reach out. Um, and here's the thing that we do. The thing that we do is we, we become conscious. We wake up to what our addiction is. We wake up to what our triggers are. You know, we talk about, in, you know, in recovery, talk about hungry, angry, lonely, or tired. Those are kind of the, you know, one piece, those the four big ones, halt, right? And we, you know, heading, heading down that path. We develop tools to do that. For me, it's like, okay, I'm feeling anxious. I'm feeling like I'm going to act out. I go to the gym. I replace it. I replace it with a healthy thing. And what I noticed, you know, over time, right? As long as I'm regular about being in the gym, that's feeding that, you know, that's feed, you know, we get the same hit from working out that we get from it, that we get from the, from engaging in the addiction.
1: You and I had talked about that. You said well, after 75 hard, you're like, hey, I'm kind of missing that. I'm like, get back in there. And like the right. next day, you're like, oh, dude, that was the shit right there.
0: Right. It was absolutely. And, and when I'm regular and doing about hitting the gym, about doing the health, making the healthy changes, making the healthy choices, my tendency or my desires to, to get out and act out <sighs> way, down.
2: Mm-hmm. way
0: down. Because from from met from and this goes back to kind of basic metaphysics. A lot of med, or metaphysical and you know, teachers, spiritual addiction rises up out of an unex, out of a repressed desire to express ourselves. Mm-hmm. So, to the degree that we are holding back our own true nature. You know, when we're holding back against that, we're holding back about, you know, repressing ourselves manifests itself as addiction, as addictive tendencies. You know, whether it's alcohol, drugs, you know, sex and love addiction, food addiction, all of them. It's, It's about unexpressed life
2: so what does that mean to you because i've been talking to a lot of people including my wife and i um you know we've been talking about the same thing is you know and and i love this i love you hit a point where you're 27 years in and you're like okay um are we in a routine are we just doing the same old thing on the outside we look great you know we got great resumes everything looks good we travel together we smile we can dance together it looks pretty but what are we feeling and so we've yeah. been trying to say what is it that's making us stone cold in certain ways? And we've been rekindling certain passion and things in different places and exploring newness because we had our little addictions. Things aren't working. I go play basketball for four hours. I come home too tired to bitch about anything, so I just go to sleep. But does that mean I'm an athlete or does that mean I'm a serious addict just avoiding other escape mechanisms? She'll do her yoga. Yeah. So so, yeah,
0: it's like, what, Yeah. So, so now, To that that level, you've you've swapped addiction, right?
2: 100%. And that's what I think too many of us tend to do. I think it's a a good thing to go to the 75 hard as we explore what's underneath that so we start the healing process. And I guess my thing is I love what you said about really seeing if there's a place I haven't lived life. That's a scary thing because what if it's, what if you, I don't know, whatever your thing is, like you have to go look at yourself and say, am I being what I'm really supposed to be here? And if you're in a structure that's not conducive to what you're supposed to be, are you ready to tear that identity and foundation down? And very few people are.
0: Right. And, and, and Chris, 25 hard, and I quit smoking at the same time. And I absolutely knew, I absolutely knew that quitting smoking was going to bring stuff up. Oh, yeah. Because, um, Smoking is such a metaphor. I mean, physically smoking is such a metaphor for hiding out, keeping ourselves separate, keeping myself away from the world. Blah, blah, I loved blah. it
1: when you said that, by the way. that was so critical
0: it is and it is God. And I, yeah, I looked at the pattern. you know when I went through this that whole thing in the fall, I looked at that. I said, you know what? the smoke between the smoking, the 75 hard, I mean, the increased attention I had given to my spirituality, my, my spiritual practices and all that stuff and really giving attention to all that. You know, there's an old, there's an old um, new thought, new age metaphor about the glass of water. Cause you have a glass of water with sediment in the bottom. So you've got you know, an inch, an inch of sediment, and the way sediment builds up, you've got the lighter stuff on top and the heavier stuff at the bottom. Right. So you've got this glass of water with just clear water in it. You consciousness into that. So new ideas, new awareness, giving more focus to all, all of that. You start stirring all that up. And so you got the light stuff. You just kind of look at that and it kind of flows out. When you start pouring more in there, you start getting the heavy stuff. And that's the stuff you've got to look at. That's the deeper stuff. You know, people start talking, you know, they start talking about dark night of the soul and spiritual awakening and all that. And I'm just like, okay, you know, you're just dealing with stuff, man, stuff. You get to look at it. You say, okay, do I need to hold on to this? Need to let it go? What do I need to learn? Do my journaling, do some meditation, talk to somebody, you know, talk to somebody like me or Chris or Scott or whoever, whoever your, your mentor of choice is to help you walk through it. That's how we get through it, right? We say, okay, what do i need where is it i want to go you know in your case scott you're talking about you know your relationship with with your wife you're like where do you want to go what do you want it to look like number 1 number 2 what's the first step you don't have to have this huge this, this huge plan right you just need the first, we just need the first step because as we as we all know we can have this great long plan four or five stuff for grabs because we don't know what's going to happen as the as the outcome for that first step and how it might change all the rest of it i,
2: I like the idea of many first steps because that's exactly what i was throwing in 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 the creation of like the newfound view i said well first of all the first step is we need to embrace awareness so mm-hmm. if, if as we're making some shifts and we get triggered instantly go to communication and talk about that trigger so if right. she did something i'm like here she goes again or this is just like before nothing's changed that's a reaction from the subconscious mind let's sit and talk about it and we've done that multiple times over the last few weeks had conversations where we walked through that and then there was this weird energy clearing like you're saying where we were like i feel like we're kids again i'm like that's the point we're removing the fluffy negative energy that's been stagnant stagnancy we're going back to curiosity and wonder and we're literally gonna start our 50th year, she'll be 50 next year, so like we'll be 50, and the next 50 years of our existence is just a new state of childlike wonderment. Now the cool thing is, now we get to add wisdom and the ability to walk, and no one's babysitting us, we're not kids anymore, and we have, we're have we financially stable. So now we can do everything as a kid with the wisdom of an adult, and I don't know why more people don't do that. So like tomorrow we're gonna to go do ecstatic dance. I don't know if I want to go to ecstatic dance because my subconscious mind said that's not for me. I'm pretty sure I'm going to have fun at ecstatic dance. I'm just kind of saying it's not what I typically do, but I'm sure it's going to be a great time. Sure, sure.
0: Should I yeah. take mushrooms and, or should I just go yourself, regular? And give yourself the freedom. Shrooms.
2: Yeah, give yourself
0: the freedom to enjoy it.
2: You know. Yeah, exactly. Get out of your own BS that it's I don't know. Right,
0: I mean, I know I'd probably be a little anxious about going to do something called ecstatic dance myself, but you know,
2: I'm hey, I'm gonna figure it out. I'm gonna yeah, throw on a toga right. or whatever I'm supposed to do, and eat what I'm supposed to eat, and drink my cacao, and start going crazy. That's Take video. Right? I want to see video. <laughs> I want to see video of it. But yeah, I mean, get I'll out of your comfort it. zone. Yeah, that's all. It that's is. That, that's, that, that, that's it. the joke. The joke is get out of your comfort zone, do something new, and worst thing that happens is not for you, and you tried it. Right, right,
0: right, right, right. Absolutely. Amen. Go, go have fun, well, boys. With it. That's the we'll thing. Go, go have fun with it. This is the, this is the big one of the big beasts I, I have with the whole spiritual growth phenomenon. Right, is. It, Yes, we have our serious moments. Yes, we have our times where we need to need to focus and give it attention. But hey, if we're not having fun, why bother?
1: Doesn't bring you joy. Pa, 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 pa. I was just telling my coaching client the other day, I'm like, does it bring you joy? Yes or no? She's like, well, and I'm like, yes or no? And she's like, no. Then I said, get rid of it. Why are you hanging on to it? That's it. Well, then I'm going to take a fucking picture of it. And let it go. If it doesn't bring you joy, move on. <laughs> It's so many people hang on to that shit. Like it's a badge of honor, like, oh, because I'm doing this and I have to do this and I have to do this. Like, well, if he died tomorrow, who's going to fucking do it? Oh, well, yeah, exactly. You know, you got to figure it out. Uh, but man, this has been a massively informative conversation. Um, definitely need to have you back here on the show, Mr. I'm Lee. That, uh, we try to keep the show to an hour and uh, I just want people to know where they can get a hold of you because now you're coaching and you're teaching people how to walk through this process independently. And I know that you offer a complimentary coaching session. I so do. where uh, what what are some final thoughts for you? Because I know the, the intention tonight was to really talk about connection, connection to self and connection to others. What would you want to say to everybody if you had a microphone to the entire world to be able to talk about what everybody's going through right now and what they can do to connect to self and connect to others uh irregardless of what their voting right their voting beliefs are and everything else
0: love yourself first and reach out to others and love them right i want to be to the degree that i'm connected in here is the level that i'm going to be able to connect out out here right it's it's all reflective it's all responsive right the, the world, my world will be to me as I am to me. Yes. Right. You want to reach out to me, um, find me on Instagram, Simple Spirit 101. I'm sure we've got that. I don't know. We got that link. There it is.
1: There it is.
0: There it is. There it is. Okay. Say, it, say it
1: again for the people who are listening on the podcast.
0: There is a link to my uh, Calendly and you can make an appointment for a one hour one hour freebie. The first one's free. After that, we talk about it. I work on a sliding scale. I I will never turn anybody away because they can't pay. Or can't, because nice. they can't pay what my standard fee is. You know, I just don't do it. People want help. People want support. We'll work make it out. It I'll make it happen. I will make it work.
1: Um and actually your your Calendly right here is uh I put it on here. So it's calendly.com forward slash simple spirit one oh one, all one word. So again, for you guys listening on the podcast, calendly.com forward slash simple spirit one oh one. And of course at Instagram at Simple Spirit101. And then of course they can connect with you on Facebook, which is facebook.com forward slash Lee dot height one, the number one, right?
0: Yep, that's me. Oh, Hey, Laura Ann, how are you? I haven't seen you in like some of my old friends from Dallas.
1: What's up, Laura Ann? Thank you for being here. Thank you, thank you, thank you. All right, my brother, uh, we're going to put you
0: backstage,
1: but don't go anywhere. Don't go anywhere because Scott and I want to have a word with you afterwards, but uh, we're going to round out the show here for a second. But brother, thank you so much for being here on the Unfiltered Experience. Don't go anywhere. There we have it, Mr. Scott Goyette, Scott David Goyette, uh, a brilliant conversation. I knew you were going to connect with Lee. There's so many different other places we could have gone, but I know you jumped out at a couple of nuggets. What was, what was for the conversation with you? What would you like to reinforce with the people who are listening and watching this now?
2: Yeah, I mean, where your mind goes is where your focus goes is going to become your reality. Um, I really wanted to sit on that space because I know there's a struggle right now, and I think Lee gave some great tips on what to do. Um, As you're doing the inner work, make sure that you're taking what you're learning. In other words, you don't have to sit in the inner work for two years to become a Buddhist monk and then go, here's what I've learned. Um, It's just like school. You don't have to graduate with a Ph.D. to go talk about history or talk about like what you've learned. So the same thing, if you took a test today and you want to share, do it. If you had in the moment, share it. So keep doing the work, but don't do it just to say I'm becoming something amazing. Do it for that connection. Your enhanced ability, beautifully worded, I am empathy, I am love, all the pieces of God, pull those into you, become those, and start sharing those with others. That's what we need to do as humans. Lee explained it perfectly. That's all I got. I mean, I'm I'm doing it. I'm doing what I'm saying right now. I'm going to go leave here and share some more empathy. I'm going to become love. I'm going to be it, and I'm going to share it. So Lee's doing it. You do it. We got it.
1: Nice. That's beautiful. It's beautiful, man. I couldn't agree more. I want to capture a couple of more comments before we, uh, hit the, hit the pull the plug on this one. Um, let's see, let's see where, where we would leave. At. Um, yes. Uh, Andrew, thank you so much for joining us tonight. He says, step into the extra tick comfort zone. Um, uh, the extra, the extra tick comfort zone. What's that? Am I I'm missing not sure. something? Uh, <laughs> I you have to sure. explain yourself, but yes, you know, definitely. I mean, of all things step into there, being, you know, being uncomfortable, get used to being uncomfortable because that's where the growth and that's where the challenge goes. Um so most definitely Mary Kay says his curiosity chapter is the best. Yes. I mean honestly, you know, and speaking of what she just said and what you were saying, you know, get back to the to the place where I the thing I I transpose it into believing is, you know, the sooner we get back to our childlike state, you know, the sense of curiosity, the sense of uh, wonder, the sense of um, adventure, you know, the sense of not being afraid of things, you know, that for me is the quickest way that I can identify about getting close to God's source creator is that's, that's the way I was born. I was born, you know, with a, with a clean slate, you know, a sense of adventure and everything else. And I think that's the best way I can get back to, to being uh, a great representation of God's source um, and creator. So that, that, that's what uh, speaks to me. Monica says here after ecstatic dance, Scott, I invite you the next time to have a passionate, have passionate moments, look deeply, deeply into each other's eyes.
2: So we, we did that this, we did that this morning and um, my kid almost caught us. So I'll explain that later, but yeah, it was a little awkward. <laughs> so, but thanks. Thank you for sharing. When you said that I started laughing because I was like, okay. Oh yeah, my god that is we're that working is cool. on all
1: this stuff. I w- I want I want to I hear about that. Robert <laughs> says here, uh thank you Christopher Scott and Lee, thank you Robert so much for being here and sharing your wisdom as well. Uh Laura Ann, thank you again for uh for tuning in and checking us out. If you didn't get a chance to see the the whole entire thing, go back and see the replay, but thank you for being here and spending your time with us. Uh Monica says here, you rock Lee. Yes, he 100. does. Definitely, definitely. Uh Jacqueline says thanks Lee. Andrew says, thanks all. And Mary Kay says, guys, that was incredible. The chemistry between the three of you together. Wow. Thank you, Mary Kay. You are an angel here on earth talking about heaven here on earth. Uh having people like that in your life is uh, truly remarkable. So thank you, Mary Kay. Monica says, let me know how that works, Scott. And working. Uh, Jacqueline <laughs> says thank you. Very. Uh, thank you all. Very appreciated. Oh, he's talking about ecstatic. Okay. So he's going back to let me go back to that one. Um, let's see, where was that? Uh, what was that comment? I'm just like, uh, Andrew, oh, oh, uh, step into the ecstatic dance comfort zone. I'm guessing. There you go. Yes. Yes. I mean, th- for me, when I think about, you know, s- the, the summation of this conversation is, is to be open, right? You know, so oftentimes we go through life like this and we don't want to face, we don't want to face the, the truth of where it is we are in our journey. But the sooner we do that, I was just talking about this the other night. The sooner we do that, the sooner we open our eyes and, and awaken to the fact that there is stuff that we need to clear out some guilt, shame, uh, empathy and forgiveness. When we start to be awakened to that for me, As I release that stuff, Scott, I find myself having so much more space, space for that love and empathy, not only for myself, but for so many other people that I'm not carrying around that baggage. And I've I've really dug to the root and continue to dig to the root to figure out why it is that sometimes I have the the, the decisions and the opinions that I do. But again, I mean, that's what we do. And we bring to the show every single week is the fact that as we continue to open our eyes and explore, you know, the different aspects of life that are out there, it becomes more and more beautiful and it doesn't become so scary and it doesn't become so, um, so uh, tragic, the fact that you know if we just if we just face our situations and we go towards them and we have the right people in our life, the amount of growth that we get to experience and the amount of love that we get to give to the people that we truly love just expands more and more. So that's what I got for the conversation. And I just appreciate you, both you and Lee, because you guys have been instrumental in me being able to understand a lot of the stuff that I didn't understand, didn't want to understand before when I talked about the self-help fluffy bullshit, you know, it was like, okay, you guys fucking keep that shit out. That's weird, awkward. <laughs> that's uncertain. I don't know what the hell that is, you know, but to, to your credit, especially, you know, the conversations that we've had, uh, and doing the go love now stuff, you know, is really opened my eyes. So thank you for that, and uh, and I'm also appreciative as uh, to Lee as well. And I just constantly just continue to ask questions and to grow. And, you know, that's what we want for you guys out there in listener land. So again, you know, join us every single week here at 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time for the Unfiltered Experience. We are here every single week, whether it's Scott and I flying solar or if we have a guest. We run a range of different topics and conversations. So if you have somebody that you would love to have on the show, uh, by all means, you know, message me or Scott and let us know. and We'd love to have them on the show, have a conversation. If there's a particular subject matter that you haven't seen us talk about or you'd like us to delve into a little bit deeper. By all means, you know, let us know. I mean, go to the Unfiltered unfiltered experience.com. Join our Facebook group. Uh, we love to engage with you guys there. You guys are our unfiltered crew, our family. Uh, and we appreciate, uh, you guys all being here live. or on the replay. And, uh, with that, we will see you guys next week. This is the unfiltered experience. I am Christopher Roush, and that is
2: Scott. Yeah. And he nailed it twice yeah. in one day. Make Boom. sure you go out and share the unfiltered experience.com. We want more beautiful people just like you. They won't be you. It'll be more than you. It'll be all you and your people. We love you guys.
1: Yes, we love you. Take care. Be cool. See you next time.
2: Bye.